Welcome to the Plutonomics Podcast with Lori Cammie and Barnaby Levin. The word Plutonomics means the study of wealth. It's our mission to educate, to help clients think about their goals and how they might benefit from working with an advisor to achieve them. But more importantly, it's to make sure our listeners understand both the pros and cons of any issue so they can make informed decisions and increase the odds of finding the right answer for them. You see, it's not who's right or wrong, but knowing there are no disinterested parties or unbiased opinions and that where you sit depends on where you stand. The challenge to making good decisions is to start by questioning one's assumptions and to break free of our prejudices because the truth usually lies somewhere in between. There are always two sides to every issue, both of which have merit. Last time, given the upheaval going on in global markets, we addressed what feels like a state of capitulation. Capitulation means the act of surrendering or ceasing to resist. It's when people are so afraid they start to sell without discrimination because they've reached a point of such great suffering for a long enough period of time, it becomes intolerable and they simply give up, abandoning their longest held, highest conviction positions to do whatever it takes to end the pain. In the end, we encourage listeners to manage their stock the same way they do bonds, that is, by holding to maturity. In other words, until the reasons for which they bought the stock in the first place no longer hold true. Of course, we should always take times like this as an opportunity to re-examine everything, to eliminate any holdings into which we have less confidence, because whatever we do hold on to, it may not do any better than anything else. Because again, at this point, everything is going down. But our experience is those companies with strong balance sheets and long-term fundamentals will bounce back first and most and will want to take advantage of other people selling. This week, however, we want to return to one of the core tenets of financial planning, which is the fact that things change. And when they do, we must change with them. We'll be drawing on two books that had a big impact on Barnaby's and my thinking at the time on Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, first published in 1989, and Who Moved My Cheese by Spencer Johnson, M.D., published about 10 years later in 1998. Both had seven tenets which are very similar to one another, which is probably why we like them, because they've proven to be timeless. But they start with the fact that, as Barnaby said, change happens. And as a result, we need to not only anticipate and monitor the world about us often and on an ongoing basis, we must learn to quickly adapt when they do. Because as Johnson says, the quicker you let go of the old cheese, the sooner you can enjoy the new. (laughs) But, But it's not quite as easy as that, is it? I mean, how often, for example, do we, quoting another book, fall prey to popular delusions and the madness of crowds? When do we know that a company or trend has legs and will continue to grow and expand for years to come, or when it's merely a flash in the pan that people are piling into in a herd mentality or fear of missing out? I think a great example of this is Bitcoin. Even though it's been around now since 2008 and has withstood all kinds of challenges, including big ups and downs along the way, it's still too early to know if it's a real or valid asset class especially when you realize that gold, 
whether as a medium of exchange or store of value itself, it's every bit as controversial today as it was decades ago. After more than 5,000 years, people like Charlie Munger and Ben Bernanke still scoff at it and claim it's nothing more than a rock. So we may still need more time with Bitcoin before the jury's out. But as with any investment, the essential question is whether you've done your homework or not. And from every angle you can think of, your thesis, in the words of Danny DeVito, in My Cousin Vinny, holds water. The truth is there's always going to be controversy and naysayers about everything and everyone who's willing to stand out from the crowd like a lightning rod. It challenges people's beliefs, which most don't tend to like. So they attack. But that's precisely what creates opportunity. According to George Bernard Shaw, the reasonable man adapts himself to the world. The unreasonable one persists in trying to adapt the world to himself. Therefore, he said, all progress depends on the unreasonable man. (laughs) As Stephen Covey says, we must put first things first by beginning with the end in mind. To begin with, Covey invites us to close our eyes and imagine ourselves at our own funeral. What would you like, he asks, your children and friends, your coworkers and peers, and the members of any community organization where you've been involved to have seen in and say of you? What difference would you like to have made in their lives? Because when you do this, you can begin to make certain that whatever you do on any given day, it never violates the criteria you've defined as important to you. It's based on the principle that all things are created twice, like a home, where first there's the blueprint and then the physical creation. When you hammer that first nail in place, and as they say in the carpenter's rule, make sure to measure twice, cut once. The same is true when creating a successful business or in raising a family. And it's what we do in our initial meetings with clients. We ask, where do you want to be five years from now? And what has to have happened for you to be happy? Whether we're aware of it or not, we're either the creations of our own or of someone else's agenda. Like Jack Welch said, control your destiny or someone else will. The same is true of your portfolio and your overall asset allocation, and whether they'll get you where you want or need to be many years in the future. This means, far more importantly than vague terms like risk tolerance, that you create a timeline in which you write down the events, accomplishments, or acquisitions you hope to have made at each point in time. And after taking the increasing contributions we should be making each year to our balance sheet into consideration – as our income grows, deciding what return we need to target, assuming there will be setbacks along the way, so we have time to recover and then go on from there. When it comes to your portfolio, choose each stock as if you were purchasing the business in its entirety and then building and managing a portfolio of businesses. If you're the owner of a small business, as with your home, You're not worried about the daily mark-to-markets or value that Mr. Market assigns based on his or her mood. Instead, you're focused on the company's cash flow and cash-generating potential over time. 
And finally, when it comes to investment success, it's about doing more things right than wrong. And in my opinion, reducing the number of things you can get wrong. This, as John Maynard Keynes said, is the key. It's a mistake, he said, to think one limits risk by spreading it out between a lot of different enterprises about which one knows little and has no reason for special confidence. As time goes on, he says, I get more and more convinced the right method is to put fairly large sums into enterprises one thinks one knows something about and in management in which one thoroughly believes. As Warren Buffett said, an investor should only buy shares in a company which he or she'd be willing to purchase outright if they had sufficient capital. Then, even if the markets were to close for a year or two, right after you've made the purchase, you would need a quote to validate your decision. Again, if you've done your homework and you're confident and you've considered all the pros and cons and you know more about the company than the market seems to, then why pay attention to what the market says each day? But this has nothing to do with any sense of infallibility or hubris or thinking you're smarter than the market. At least it shouldn't. I spent my first few years as a portfolio manager looking for value in contrarian picks where I thought I was smarter and either proved wrong because I hadn't really done my homework or I lacked the patience to see my premise ultimately come to fruition. Either way, I was wrong. And I've long since realized that what I do best is find market leaders that are already achieving success and in spite of that are still driven to constantly innovate whether from a sense of paranoia that only the strong survive or the acceptance that if they don't disrupt themselves, someone else will. And as Spencer Johnson says, especially when we use a more concentrated approach, we need to smell the cheese often so we know when it's getting old, so you can move with the cheese and when warranted, change. In any event, we must be ready to change again and again, because the truth is every generation believes they have better answers. Each one challenges their parents and the system, like today's younger millennials and Gen Z, who've put such a premium on volunteerism, if they can afford it, doing something meaningful. They sound like the boomers in the 60s and 70s, but this time there does seem to be a bit more of a rebirth in creativity and entrepreneurship, which perhaps the internet has made possible, along with the ability in today's low interest rate environment of starting a business with less capital. It's just harder to discern, as Barnaby has suggested, what's real and what's not. So when investing, research, and doing one's due diligence is even more important than ever, as the age of communication... 24-7 can overwhelm us with commentary and opinions that may not or may be based on fact. I leave you with one last book to consider called Reminiscences of a Stock Operator by Edwin Lefebvre, originally published in 1923. He writes about a character by the name of Jesse Livermore, who may or may not have been fictional, and his take on crowd psychology and market timing. I know, 1923. But we've said it before. History rhymes, and sometimes there are warnings or foreshadowings of things to come. And while we need to adapt and change, we must also keep in mind the end that we want to create. Well, we hope you enjoy the books. 
And thanks for listening, everyone. If you like what you heard, please share it with friends so they can benefit too. This is Barnaby Levin and Lori Cammie for the Plutonomics Podcast, signing off. LK Wealth and Asset Management and LCK Wealth are a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC, and advisory services through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk and there is no guarantee that the process or investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and any investment opportunities referenced may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced are from sources believed to be reliable and any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. Neither LK Wealth and Asset Management, LCK Wealth, or Hightower shall in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data or for statements or errors contained in or admissions from the obtained data and information referenced. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced and such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of LK Wealth and Asset Management and LCK Wealth and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates. 